All right, you guys might look at the title of tonight's message, which is filters, and have your thoughts immediately jump to apps like Snapchat or Instagram, where filters on the lenses of your cameras are such a huge part of the experience of using the apps. But no, however, that is not the type of filter that we are going to be talking about tonight. We are gonna be talking about a more physical type of filter that helps keep stuff out of places that we don't want them. You know, it's like that light on your refrigerator at home that says replace the water filter that helps keep your drinking water clean and healthy for you, but you've ignored for a really long time? No? Just, just me? All right. Well, I want to tell you guys about when I was that filter for a time in my life. So this happened when I was in high school, and my two very best friends, Brandon and Morgan, had begun to date. Now, this seemed like it would have been so, so cool as their friend for them to start dating. But let me tell you guys, there aren't a lot of situations where a relationship can be more stressful for someone on the outside than it is for the people on the inside of a relationship. Unfortunately for myself, though, this was one of those relationships. So it started out great. You know, they were in that honeymoon phase where it was like the, no, you hang up first, no, you, all that type of stuff. Kind of made me a little sick to my stomach. But I, nonetheless, I was happy for them because they were happy to be with each other. These times of peace, however, they did not last. Soon came their first fight as a couple, and it was like I got blindsided by a 300-pound lineman in the NFL. I don't even remember what the small thing was that Brandon did to make Morgan angry, but trust me, I know it was his fault. Anyways, I was working just up the road at City Market as a grocery bagger at the time that this happened, and I was bagging this lady's groceries when I got a text message on my phone. Now, of course, I didn't think much of it. That message could have been from anyone about anything. And then the 18th message came in about seven seconds later, and something was a little fishy, you know, but I still thought it could just be a group chat or something that I was caught in. So the buzzing kept going on and on for a solid 10 minutes before it finally slowed down, and then I finally got to go on my break, and when I looked at my phone, I, no joke, had over 50 text messages from Brandon and Morgan telling me two completely different stories about the exact same thing. It was like they had planned to bombard me at the exact same time in this way. So I finally got to read through all of these emotionally overcharged messages, and I finally got a little bit of understanding of what was going on between the two of them. I had Morgan over here, and she was like, I just don't know why he would say that to me, and like it hurt really bad, and now I don't know what to do. And then I had Brandon over here, right? And he was like, dude, I don't even know what I said that would make her that upset. Needless to say, he wasn't a very big help in these situations. So then, after all this had happened came the challenging part. I had to filter through these messages and I had to relay the thoughts that Brandon had to Morgan and the thoughts that Morgan had back to Brandon. And, but I couldn't just say what exactly what they said, right? I had to make it seem like these were my thoughts on the situation that was going on. And I had to water down some of these, some of these things that they were saying that could have been hurtful to each other. I had to do this so, so many times throughout the relationship of their process, and each and every time, it was so, so exhausting. Needless to say, I give myself quite a bit of credit for the success of their relationship, because now Brandon and Morgan are ma happily married with a son. 
And guys, I'm not saying that their relationship wouldn't have worked out if I hadn't been there acting like this filter. What I'm saying is it really helps in the situations of our lives when we have a filter like this put in place to help keep the negative and hurtful things out of places that we don't want them. This type of filter is especially impactful when it comes to our faith. If we keep out the negative things that try to come into our lives that the world tries to give us, we will become so much cleaner on the other end in what comes out in the form of our words and our actions. And I've struggled with these types of filters in my own life as well. There have been times where I didn't control who I was spending my time with or what I was saying or what I was doing. And it made me come across as a person that I don't want to be. It made me come across as someone who wasn't very godly, who wasn't a very good Christian. But it is so important to know now that if we put these filters in our lives now, we can start on the right track earlier. So I want to look at a story in the Bible of a guy who had a similar experience to me, and you might all know him as the Apostle Paul. Now, Paul was one of the most influential biblical teachers in the entire Bible. He is given credit for writing 13 of the books in the New Testament. But before Paul was this great teacher, he was known as Saul, and he was a Pharisee or a religious leader in his day. He was known for being a very, very harsh persecutor of Jewish people during this time. And as a Pharisee, all that Saul cared about in the entire world was the law and that it was followed. Now, it is also believed that Saul was born at the exact same time as Jesus, so he must have grown up seeing all these miraculous things that Jesus was doing and this following that he was gaining week by week. It was growing. But Paul didn't buy into the whole Jesus the Messiah thing at first. He was always a little bit skeptical about it. And then he saw Jesus accused of a crime and crucified for it, a.k.a. Jesus broke the law in some way. And since Saul was this great Pharisee that lived and died by the law, he thought that Jesus had broken this law, so he had essentially confirmed his skepticism about who Jesus was. So now Saul essentially put up this filter in his life that kept anything Jesus related out of it. He didn't want anything about Jesus coming into his life, and he even started attacking the Jewish people who were teaching about him and following him. But then there was this radical turning point in Saul's life, right? It came shortly after Jesus' death, and we find this story in the book of Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. It says, Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. Saul hated everything that had to do with Jesus so much that he wanted to start this revolution, per se, to arrest, enslave, and execute anybody that he found that was following Jesus. That's pretty hardcore. It continues on and says, as he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Now, there are a lot of ways to come to know Jesus, right? 
And I think all of us in here probably had a much nicer and warmer and softer experience than Saul did here, where a light from heaven came down and knocked him to the ground. But Jesus had to forcefully break through this filter that Saul had put up in his life to show him who he really was. This goes on to say in verses 7 through 9 that the men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now, I like to think about what must have been going through Saul's mind during this, the three days that he just kind of sat around and did nothing, you know? On one hand, he knows Jesus is exactly who he said he was and was just as powerful as everyone thought he was. But on the other hand, he must have had a little bit of trouble getting behind this guy who's supposed to be out there healing the blind people, not giving blindness to anybody, right? There would have had to have been something a little more enticing for me to completely turn the type of person that I was around. So Saul then ends up meeting a man named Ananias, and Ananias prays for the healing of Saul's vision, and it gets granted to him. So now this is where the turning point in Saul's life is. From this point on, he is now known as Paul. And he now believes in Jesus as the Messiah as he was granted this gift through the Holy Spirit to have his vision back. He turned from his old ways and became an apostle of Christ, roaming from city to city, teaching about Jesus. Once that filter that kept everything Jesus related was taken out of Saul's life and replaced with a new one that did the exact opposite thing, Paul's life was completely flipped upside down. He was reborn as one of the most influential people in the entire Bible. And I believe that same type of transformation can be found in all of us too if we decide to change out our filters as well. Now, I hope none of you are plotting ways to persecute or hurt your fellow Christians, but I think all of us, myself included, have a lot of room to improve in what our actions and words tell others about us. We have to make the conscious choice to put up a filter that will block out the negative and hurtful things that go against the type of lives that God wants us to live. Unfortunately, though, the society that we live in can be very harsh on us in what it tries to instill in our lives. And a lot of these things that the world tries to get us to believe and tries to put into our lives goes against God and what he wants for us and the plans he has for us in our lives. And guys, if we decide to not accept what the world gives us, we will be ridiculed and we will be thought of as weird and for going against their grain. But when we choose to follow Jesus, going against the grain becomes irrelevant. If our focus is solely on him, who cares what anyone else thinks, right? It doesn't matter who we make happy in this world because the most important to please is Jesus. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16 says, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Making our heavenly father happy should be our number one goal in life. It should outweigh anything else that we have on our agendas. But sometimes the attacks from the enemy can get the best of us though. Luckily, we can put up these filters in our lives that block out and negate these attacks from the enemies and stay safe. 
So there's this old saying that says, what goes in must come out, right? Which holds true for most things. So whether it's the Taco Bell you guys had for lunch yesterday, or the load of laundry that I forgot to take out of the washer this morning, sooner or later, it's got to happen. We have to make this choice to put these filters in our lives so our leftovers, what comes out on the other side, inevitably looks cleaner and is cleaner than how it started off in the first place. Luke chapter 6, verse 45 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. If the filters in our lives let negative and ugly things in, that is what will come out on the other side in the form of our words and actions. But if the filters block out those bad things and they only let in good things that are from God, the stuff that will come out on the other side is holy and righteous and will show people that we are true followers of Jesus. So now here we have these three pitchers of water here. Let's say that this one here is person A, here we have person B, and here we have person C. And this water is 100% ethically sourced from a spring purified Jesus. This is what is in our souls before anything bad has the chance to get into there. Now person A here, they don't think that they need to put up any type of filter in their lives to block out any of this negative or bad stuff that will try to get into their lives. So let's say that person A here has done something very, very cool, and they know it. Like, they are gloating about it. They are being very prideful. So that pride will worm its way in. Get it? Because they're worms. That pride will worm its way into the soul of person A. And then let's say person A is scrolling through TikTok one day, and they come across this video that, you know, you probably shouldn't be watching. It is showing us things that God wouldn't want us to see, and he would want us to block out, right? So a couple of these TikTok videos go past, and they go in without a hitch. There is no filter to block it. And then there's this friend in person A's life, right? And this friend doesn't necessarily help them make the best decisions and can usually get them into some trouble when they spend a lot of time together, right? So this bad friend comes in and dirties up their soul just a little bit more. So now, after it is all said and done, we have this gross, dirty soul. And what comes out on the other side from these decisions that were made in person A's life they can come across as ugly and ungodly and not very Christian. Now, I like to think of person A as being Saul before he went on this journey to Damascus. So now we go on to person B here, and person B realizes that it's probably a good idea to put up some sort of filter in their life to block out some negative and hurtful things. So they put this filter up over their lives, but it's not quite as restrictive as it could be. So yeah, when they do something cool and they know it, and they know that it's probably pretty cool and people think that they're cool because they did it, that pride will try to worm its way in there, but it'll get stopped on the surface just like that. And then 
when they're scrolling through TikTok, they have a pretty good idea of what is and what isn't what they should be watching, right? They, so they will scroll right past that video that they shouldn't be watching. But then that friend comes into their life, right? And that friend can usually get the best of them. And so he can still sneak right through that filter. And then what we have left over after these things have tried to get into person B's life is just a slightly dirty soul. This person will come off as a mostly good person who makes good decisions, but if we dig a little bit deeper below the surface, we realize that there is still some stuff that could be worked on. So now we move on to person C. Now person C is very, very smart, right? They realize that to get even the toughest of things that God wouldn't want to have in our lives out and keep them out from their lives, their filter sometimes has to look more like a wall. So they put up this wall into their lives and here tries to come the worm of pride and it gets stopped just like that. And here comes that uh, here comes that bad friend that will try to get into their lives and it gets stopped right on the surface. And then here comes that TikTok video that they know that they shouldn't be watching and it gets stopped at the surface as well. So now after it is all said and done, person C's soul is just as pure and just as clean as it was before. They will come across as someone who is godly, who is a true follower of Jesus. And I like to think of person C as being Paul after this radical transformation in his life where he was sold out for Jesus and following him to his best ability. Guys, these filters are so crucial in our spiritual walk. We as Christians have a mission on this earth to spread the love of Jesus. It says in Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Think about this for a second, guys. The two greatest commandments in the entire Bible are for us to love God and love those around us the same way that we love God. So now we have to think about what we're doing and what we're letting into our lives. Are these things helping us achieve and obey this commandment or are they hurting our progress? If our leftovers are looking something like person A is over there, something's got to change. We have to choose to put in these filters to block out the negative and hurtful things that the world will try and get into our lives and that don't line up with Jesus' teachings. Now we have to ask ourselves, what is it exactly in our lives that is holding us back? What is helping us not achieve this goal in our lives? Is it coming from what we're seeing on social media, what we're scrolling past and looking at on TikTok? Is it coming from the people that we're spending our time with? Is it even just coming from the music that we listen to? All of these things may seem like harmless little things that don't make much of a difference on the surface, but the impact they have on the people we are is massive. They are a convenient way for us to pass our time during the day. And so when these things are left unchecked, they can get really, really dangerous. 
So now I have to ask this question to all of you. Now, by a raise of hands, who here has TikTok? That's a lot of you. For those of you who didn't raise your hand, stand strong, everybody. You've made it this far. Don't turn back now, okay? Well, TikTok has become one of the greatest and largest social media platforms that there has ever been. And with this global reach comes real danger, right? Now, don't get me wrong, I've seen my fair share of really funny things on TikTok, and I think that there is some merit there. I think there's a reason that it's here. But if we are spending a lot of our time just scrolling past with no objective, just to pass time, we can come across things that don't line up with what God wants for our lives. So this is where that choice to filter our lives comes into place. When we come across that video that we know doesn't line up with what God wants for us, we have to make that choice to just scroll past that video. Guys, I promise you there are endless videos after that one waiting for you to watch. And guys, we also have to watch out for who it is that is in our lives. The fact of the matter is anybody that spends a decent amount of time around us ultimately will have influence on us, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Who is in our inner circle is up to us, and we have to choose people to be that close to us who are gonna drive us to be better people and are constantly trying to lift us up rather than drag us down. Our friends that we spend time with should be people that will push us forward and help us be good Christians like we want to be. If we filter this area of our lives well, the potential for personal growth will be immeasurable. And guys, now for music. And I'm not going to lie, this one's tough. Like, really tough. There is so much quote-unquote good music out there that is so opposite of what Christians believe in and good Christian values, it's not even funny. Music is an area that the enemy tries so hard to get a foothold into our lives with. But luckily for us, Christian music has come a really long ways in the last 10 to 15 years. Like, a really long ways. Most of the types of music that we listen to, every genre that we like, every type of music that we listen to, there is most likely a Christian variation of it that is actually really, really good. I mean, Kanye released a rap album that is a gospel rap album. I mean, if, if you're asking me, I don't need anything else besides that. So if we make this choice to filter the music that we're listening to, not only do we get to close that door on the enemy's face as he's trying to get into our lives, but we can be constantly filling ourselves up with these positive messages that will help us grow in our relationships with God. All of these things play a crucial role in who we are as people. And having these filters turned on can be the difference between us being someone like Saul, who is hard-hearted and full of hate, or someone who is like Paul, who is loving and righteous, and his life is full of joy. And guys, if you ask me, I could always use a little bit more joy in my life, and I'm sure you guys would agree with that. These changes may seem small and insignificant on the surface, or they may cause you guys to have to change the very fabric of how you live your daily lives. Nonetheless, the impact they have on who we are is massive. 
And they could mean the difference between us being Saul and us being Paul, like I said before. Now, I believe that there is a Paul inside of all of us. And I think that the easiest way to bring him out is to filter these areas of our lives really well. We saw that once Saul only had Jesus as an influence and left his old, old ways behind, he became someone so righteous and so influential. He went on to inspire not only people of his generation, but for generations and generations on after he had died through the, his teachings in the Bible. And I believe that the same type of righteous and inspiring person can be found inside of every single one of us too. But we have to ask ourselves, what is suppressing my best self from coming out? What is keeping my Paul prisoned inside of me? Is it the people that I have around me in my life? Is it what I'm scrolling past on TikTok? Is it the music that I'm listening to? If we figure out what it is that is holding us back and we choose to put a filter in that area of our life, making a conscious decision to turn from our old ways, the transformation will be incredible. Not only will we become closer with God in our relationships with him, but we will become beacons of light in what is becoming a dimmer and dimmer world. If we are able to implement filters like these into our lives, where only things from Jesus are able to live in our souls and be reflected into our words and actions, and everything else is stopped, we will start to see our outward actions change in front of our eyes. We will experience the same type of transformation of our minds that Saul did when he became Paul. Hopefully minus the blindness, of course. So let's work on changing what we allow into our lives. Let's turn from our old ways and choose to put a filter up in our lives so that our words and our actions will change right in front of us. We will see a different person come out of who we were before, and that person has the ability to change lives now and for generations to come. Let's pray right now. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you so much that you come into our lives and you do all of these things for us, and we pray that we would be able to return the favor to you and that you would remind us to put up these filters so that we can keep a pure and a soul that is full of you, God. We pray that this week we can start to make these changes and we will be able to see the differences in our lives as soon as tonight. We love you and we thank you. It is in your heavenly name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.